These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. The former mayor of Port Stephens said on Tuesday residents living near the planned Williamtown sand mine should be offered compensation for the inconvenience, but the project should definitely go ahead. Bruce McKenzie echoed the reasons cited by councillors to stay in the deal, saying it had cost around $58 million to renege on the agreement. It came as residents remain concerned about noise from truck movements and the further spread of PFAS down Cabbage Tree Road. Despite working in the sand industry himself, Bruce McKenzie said he denies any links to the development. I was accused by certain people of the district that I own the sand mine, I had shares in it. That's competition to our sand mine. I, I supported something and was the driving force for those people to get it. The people's got it now because the council staff recommend uh, some other person. But we were going to get about 25% of the income from the people that the staff recommended to what we're going to get now. On Wednesday, officers said crime rates have decreased in Walls End, with more police on the streets educating business owners on how to report incidents. Local police presence has increased, resulting in a 50% reduction for break-and-enters and assaults. Walls End MP Sonia Hornery said she's pleased with the results. However, more resources are needed for the local area command to keep crime down. I really appreciate the efforts that Newcastle Local Area Command, but ultimately they do have limited resources in Newcastle and in the Central Hunter Command. And once we get more resources and more police on the beat, that will be able to increase our police visibility in Walls End and that will definitely reduce crime. Concept designs for the Newcastle Knights Centre of Excellence were unveiled on Wednesday by Venues New South Wales and the State Government. The West Group and State Government each committed to put in $10 million for the project, which will see the establishment of three new training fields and dedicated warm-up areas. Knights CEO Phil Gardner said it's a vital facility which will make our boys more competitive. Well, it's very important. If the Knights want to compete at the highest level in their sport, they need a centre of excellence. So if you want to compete at that level, you need to have these facilities. And if you want to attract talent, you need to have these facilities. Uh, It's a fantastic opportunity for rugby league and indeed for all sports where they want to have uh, elite pathways uh, connected into that centre of excellence. On Thursday, Newcastle MP Sharon Clayton said she's grateful our town has been appointed a new circuit court judge but is concerned about reforms unveiled by the Attorney-General on the same day. Christian Porter announced Terry Betts will replace Justice Stephen Middleton in Newcastle after his transfer to Queensland in April. Meanwhile, the nation's family and circuit courts are set to merge in a bid to cut through red tape and speed up the system in crisis. Sharon Clayton said it'll be a difficult role for Mr Betts to step into given the heavy backload of cases. Having been unable to make timely judicial appointments for the last three years, we've suffered, you know, the result of that slow process of reappointment means that there's been backlogs created. There's never been additional resources put in to deal with those backlogs. So every time a new judge comes on board, you are inheriting a backlog. A power outage which hit 800 businesses and homes across Newcastle East on Thursday was revealed to be caused by a terrible industrial accident. A 25-year-old man suffered critical burns after cutting through a high-voltage underground cable on Wharf Road before 11 o'clock in the morning. The man was transported to the John Hunter Hospital with burns to his chest, shoulders and face and his condition stabilised by a Thursday evening. Safe work investigators are looking into the incident which saw the Newcastle Museum close temporarily.
An 18-year-old Newcastle University student was robbed at knife point on campus on Thursday night. Senior Constable Jamie Wallace said he was walking from campus to Warrabrook Railway Station just before 8.30 when he was approached by a man and woman. They engaged the man in conversation before the male produced a small knife and demanded his wallet and phone. They then took the man to an ATM where he withdrew an amount of cash and handed it to the offenders, who were last seen walking out of the university onto University Drive. The victim was uninjured. The male offender is described as being in his late 30s or early 40s with a solid build, short hair and a beard, while the woman is in her late 20s to early 30s with dark hair and was wearing a dark coloured hoodie. Lake Macquarie One Nation Senator Brian Burston said he's disappointed after his party leader's public outburst after a disagreement over company tax cuts. Pauline Hanson broke down during a television interview on Thursday night, claiming Senator Burston stabbed her in the back and tried to join the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party. But Brian Burston told Sky News he's faithful to One Nation. Very disappointed with Pauline's uh, outburst, I could put it that way. I know she was quite emotional and upset. I'm not sure where she gets the fact that I stabbed her in the back on this occasion or on previous occasions. In fact, she um, was insistent that I run one of the tickets in New South Wales at the 2016 election. But Shooters, Fishers and Farmers MP Robert Borsak says Senator Burston did approach the party and they said thanks but no thanks. State Labor on Friday made an election promise to make strides in Newcastle's affordable housing market. As part of the Berejiklian government's draft plan for Broadmeadow, a parcel of land has been set aside for medium-density housing. Newcastle MP Tim Crackenthorpe joined Shadow Minister for Planning Michael Daly at Broadmeadow train station to commit to leaving 25% of that land available for affordable housing developments. Michael Daly said key workers would benefit under Labor's scheme. If we're elected in March next year and this site has not yet been sold to a developer by Gladys Berejiklian, we will master plan this site. We will take 25% of the dwellings that are built here and we'll set them aside for young couples, tradies, police officers, teachers. We'll make them available at hugely discounted rental, 25, 30, 40% discounted rental. And the Hunter region recorded its first death from meningococcal disease for the year on Friday. A man died in the John Hunter Hospital, becoming the second person this year to contract the disease. A 70-year-old woman was left critically ill last month. It prompted a warning from Hunter New England Health for us to be on the lookout for symptoms, including a fever, nausea and a reddish-purple rash. And that's a look at the week that was from 2NURFM Hunter News.